You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brains, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of jaysfromthecouch.com, here at 11.53 Atlantic Time uh, on Thursday, September 12th. I leave for the airport in five hours, so your girl's not getting any sleep today, and yeah, it was not worth it for that Blue Jays game I just finished watching. So, we're going to talk about that in the second half, but I want to talk about happier things in the first half of this episode, which is brought to you by Postmates, your anything you need delivery service. They will deliver it to you. It's the largest on-demand network in the United States. It offers delivery from all the restaurants, grocery, convenience stores, traditional retailers, whatever you could possibly think of. They will deliver anytime. And for a limited time frame, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. So to start your free deliveries, download the app. And use the code locked on to get that hundo. Um, Blue Jays played like a hundo on Wednesday uh, in an eight nothing victory. They did not do likewise tonight in a seven four loss. That was a lot further away than that scoreline indicated. Again, we will we will talk about that game more in the second half, but I did want to highlight the surprise star of yesterday's game. And admittedly, I don't think anyone really had him as as a thought after some of the performances as of late. And, and no, it wasn't Bo Bichette. It wasn't Vladimir Guerrero Jr., although, you know, Vladdy had had a nice RBI performance in that game. No, it was Trent Thornton. Trent Thornton of the five scoreless innings in relief, only walking one batter, striking out seven. And, And I'm sure I wasn't alone. I mean, judging from the Twitter reaction, I wasn't alone. But who saw that coming? Like, when... You learned Wilmer Font was going to be opening ahead of Trent Thornton. You just thought, oh, that makes sense. Trent Thornton's not been good. He has not been able to pitch five innings lately. So, sure, makes sense to have Wilmer Font go ahead of him and maybe make things a little easier. But what Thornton was doing yesterday with the assist going to tonight's starter, Clay Buckles, who we'll talk about a little bit, but... Um, Thornton, after the game, said Buckles showed him his his changeup grip and his curveball grip, and that curveball was something else on Wednesday. Just the way Thornton was able to 
locate it, use his high fastball to change the eye levels of the Boston batters, and then just drop that hammer curve. Like, it was making some of the best hitters in the American League look foolish. Rafael Devers looked like a paper tiger trying to flail away at that curveball. I felt sorry for Andrew Benintendi when he went fishing at that thing and almost stumbled onto home plate in the process. Trent Thornton was filthy. And that's not something that's been said about Trent Thornton lately. He was dominant in his control of the strike zone. Of his 75 pitches, 50 of them were in for strikes. 13 of them were swinging strikes. He got 11 of them looking. He was he was just pinpoint on that day. And it makes you wonder if this kind of mentality shift... I mean, obviously, it's a one-game sample size. It's the first relief appearance Trent Thornton has made at the major league level. But you look at something like that, you look at him being armed with that new grip, and you wonder if that's not a possible turning point, if he's able to put things together and keep himself in the conversation for that 2020 Blue Jays uh, pitching staff. Because... Admittedly, if you listen to this podcast, you know I pretty much wrote him off as going to Buffalo next season and letting like Anthony Kay and TJ Zoik and Jacob Wagesback and others battle it out for those rotation spots. But if Thornton can string together another couple of performances like that, I mean, that changes things. Like, like, even if you do have to use the opener with him, I don't think Wilmer Font is going anywhere. Just the way he's performed in that opener role for the Blue Jays, I think they're going to want to keep him around. I mean, I probably wouldn't, but hey, he's doing something. But even if he's in that role, and again, you you look at a comp like this, and it's hard not to see shades of Ryan Yarbrough, who was that bulk inning guy for the Rays last season and has transitioned into a starting role this season now that he's a bit more durable. And yeah, it was just baffling to see that. And again, we'll see if it can actually be a sustainable thing for Trent. I'm I'm not holding my breath. Boston was a good outing, but I would like to see him do it again. His next turn will probably come against Baltimore, which, I mean, I'm not sure I can take the results from that either. But it it's going to be interesting what he can do with this. And, and I said last night, like, if Clay Buckles can do that for Trent Thornton, re-sign him and make him a part of the 2020 rotation, I might have to dial that back a little bit. It's the first time since his return from injury he failed to go five innings. And... Yeah, it's his former team, so they might have some old scouting reports kicking around on him. But, yeah, it was it was just not a good night all around for the Blue Jays. We're going to talk about it more after this break. But, just a reminder that this episode of Locked on Blue Jays is brought to you by BlueChew.com. That's blue like in the color blue, like in the Blue Jays name. It makes sense. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable 
with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra or Cialis, so you know it's going to work for you and give you that extra bit of confidence you need. So you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they will work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises to take a blue chew pill. Even after, you know, sleeping for three hours for a flight and then eating nothing on the plane because you didn't, you didn't shell out for that. I mean, whatever. Even second you land, you can be ready. It's prescribed online, so it ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so you don't have to go to the doctor and talk about this. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. There's no awkwardness, although you should talk to your doctor to make sure that these type of pills are right for you. We want to make sure you're healthy. Come on now. But anyway, they're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships directly to your door, it's actually cheaper than going to the pharmacy. And right now, we have a special deal. Uh, if you visit BlueChew.com, you get your first shipment for free when you use the special promo code MLB. You just got to pay the $5 in shipping. So again, BlueChew.com, promo code MLB to try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. You are locked on Blue Jays. Your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And we are back. So, that game we just watched. What what can we really say about that? It was it was brutal. It again, 7-4, you think it's a little closer than that, but if you if you watch that game and you watch Play Buckles gets knocked around for seven hits and four innings. And if you watch play after play after play in the outfield just get booted around like they were playing soccer instead of baseball, it was just a a miserable display. And it's not entirely foreign to this Blue Jays team this season. They have had games where they just seem to take it off and like not really pay attention. And maybe they were, you know, up in their feelings after the first two games against Boston. They get that series win and are feeling good about themselves. But it it was just a complete lack of fundamental baseball. Like, I'm not an outfielder. I don't play in the outfield a lot. I will range back there for shallow pop-ups, but more often than not, if I can't jump for it, I'm not getting it. But even I know you you have to keep your eye on the ball enough to be able to not have it bounce off the heel of your glove or to not literally kick it to the next outfielder over or to not reach up in an effort to get a hot dog instead of being within two feet of the baseball. Like, that's that that jump Derek Fisher made, uh, it, it was the kind of jump that I make even though the softball is sailing like 20 feet above my head. It, it was brutal. And then another 
tough night at the plate, aside from Kevin Biggio, who bumped his average up to 220 tonight with that three for four performance, including a triple, which Kevin Biggio is just showing all that hustle lately, and I am here for it. Someone needs to do that on this team. But again, just a, just a bad night. Like, I mean, Reese McGuire didn't get a hit. He got two walks. He doubled his 2019 walk tally, which good for him. Too bad no one behind him could do anything. Just whether it was McKinney or Alfred or Fisher, like Alfred managed to get on base, finally cracked 200 on the season, which is good for him. But how how much longer is this Derek Fisher experiment going to last? I, I don't think he wants to play baseball. <laughs> and I I think I it's it's baffling like I know the onus on him is to play him because you traded Aaron Sanchez and Joe Biagini for him but this is just not like we are starting to reach Socrates Brito levels of disgust with the play of Derek Fisher and I don't think Socrates Brito made that many errors in the outfield like it it's just it, it it's a disgusting display of baseball and yes he got traded mid-season and he spent all that time in AAA and he's adjusting to Toronto all right I need to see progression I don't need to see continuation of trends that have already been established since he arrived in Toronto I don't need to see more reminders that, oh, right, this is a guy that took a fly ball off the face. Like, it's it's just disheartening to see that. And you, you can you can say, oh, but he's got power against lefties. That's great. That's, that's awesome. So do a lot of batters. And they don't make mistakes like that. And, and they actually hit for contact. It's... It's been silly. Like... If if I was picking the lineup tomorrow for that game that I'm gonna be at, um, I would keep Rick, I would keep Grichik in there, just to keep, allow him to keep building momentum for next year. But I would start Anthony Alford from the beginning, since he only made one error and actually got a hit tonight. I would put him in left field. I would put Grichik in right, and I would put Jonathan Davis in center field because if Jonathan Davis is actually going to continue to hit, then maybe he can prove himself to be a major league center fielder. Maybe not an elite one, but a guy whose defense will keep him in the lineup despite a bat that only hits about 200 or 210 or something like that. Not like the Blue Jays haven't dealt with that before. Again, like... How many batters do they have that are barely cracking 220 or 210? Or, in the case of Derek Fisher, not even 190. So, I would rather have the fundamentals in place and and be able to see that on display. As opposed to just watching ball after ball squirt by Derek Fisher. So, that's... This is what happens when I, I record this late and I know I'm not going to get any sleep. I get cranky. So I apologize for that. Hopefully tomorrow's episode will go a little better. I am recording it right after this one, but it'll come out like later on Friday. So 
who knows, you may have zombie bobblehead in hand by the time you hear it. Depends on when I, you know, actually post it up. Probably be midday. But anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Just a reminder that if you're not following me on Twitter, you should probably do that. It's at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. But yeah, if you follow me, that'll make it a lot easier if you want to meet up tomorrow. Because yes, I am flying into Toronto. I will be at tomorrow's opener against the Yankees. I will try to get me a bobblehead. And I will likely be on the flight deck. So, you know, if you want to stop by, say hi, get photos, whatever. I'll be there. I will try to not look like just crap, essentially. But I make no promises. I am not that good yet. So uh, follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Jays. On Instagram, on Facebook, you'll find it there as well. Subscribe on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Himalaya, wherever you get podcasts. You can subscribe and make sure you don't miss an episode. And like I said, we will be recording the next episode immediately after this. So for everyone here at the Lockdown Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Hope to see as many of you as I can tomorrow at the Blue Jays game. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.